You're listening to the Play Like a Girl podcast, episode number two. Ladies, I am so excited about this episode. I invited Michelle and McKenna from the Max Preps Play Like a Girl team and my best friend slash former teammate slash girls golf high school coach Lauren to discuss how to handle teammate drama. They offered such good insights and points on this topic. Bottom line is to be the bigger person, have good communication, and realize that in 10, 5, even 1 year, it most likely won't matter. You play ball like a girl! I'm Nikki B with Play Like a Girl, made just for female athletes. All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the Play Like a Girl podcast. I'm super excited because we have some lovely guests with us today. First, we have Michelle. She is the Max Preps video producer and Play Like a Girl correspondent. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) We also have McKenna. She's Max Preps host and video editor. And then we have my friend Lauren. She is my best friend, a former teammate, and now she is the coach of the high school team that we played on. So everything comes full circle. And I am so excited to have you all here. So we're going to talk about a fun topic today. We're going to talk about teammate drama. I think this is a great one to start out with because teammate drama happens, I think it's just inevitable, right? I mean, (laughs) being females and being hormonal and in your teenage years and then even in yeah high school college (laughs) it happens so we're going to talk about how to deal with it but i know for me i can't specifically remember like a specific fight or a story but i do remember that there at times were like awkward tension or i remember like petty little arguments or snarky remarks or even like gossip that was a big one so It's funny looking back, I can't remember like a huge falling out or a huge fight, but I do remember those little things that definitely did make the team camaraderie um, not so much team camaraderie (laughs) anymore. (laughs) So, so for, I want to know from you girls, like, what do you think the biggest cause of teammate drama is? Where do you think it stems from? Clicks, Mm -hmm. probably. Mm -hmm. And if, I feel like we had talked about this before, but dealing with things at home. Some mm-hmm. people have issues at home and they bring it to the team yeah. and they kind of use the team as their way of building themselves up and in a negative way, mm-hmm. which isn't good. So I think that can be part of it. Totally. I think clicks is a big thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's hard because, you know, when you get close to someone like Lauren and I, yeah. we were, oh, we definitely <laughs> were our own little we were click for sure. Because, you know, it's hard when you, when you really connect with someone and you become best friends with someone, it's hard to not spend all your time with them, whether it's on the court or on the field or on the course, whatever it may be. So I think definitely clicks and it's hard to get out of that. And it's hard to want to kind of branch out and like mingle with the other girls. But I think you have to, you know, you can still spend a majority of your time with your best friend, but I think definitely, you know, trying to branch out of that. Yeah. <laughs> out of your comfort if you're zone. on like certain teams that mm-hmm. have like, I mean, we were lucky with golf. We only had like 10 girls. Mm-hmm. So you're oh, kind yeah. of like forced to mm-hmm. like hang out with everyone. Right. Yeah. But you're on certain sport teams that have like 30 girls. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're bound to have those clicks form. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like as a coach, that's like my responsibility to take on of like yeah. making sure to not let those clicks mm-hmm. become too divided and mm-hmm. mix up the girls and 
force them to <laughs> yeah. meet yeah. other people, whether they like it or not, but it's good for Encourage them. Force them. And I definitely think it, like, each sport is different, too, because mm-hmm. I played basketball, but I also cheered. And cheered mm. is a whole other, <laughs> like, dynamic because cheer moms are, like, oh. drama. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like that's where people learn it from, Right. Too. Well, and yeah. I think that's a good point, like what you said. A lot of times it comes from home, and I think that's a great point. Like, yeah. it does, I think, stem from the parents sometimes because what a kid sees at home, they're most likely going to bring to... Yeah. Regina and George's mom is... Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that actually happens. Well, and if your parents are clicked off, mm-hmm. you kind of tend to veer yeah. off with who your parents... Right. Like, the kids of the parents that are clicked. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually talking to a family friend who has daughters that are 10 and 9, and they're very active in sports, and... I was talking to them about the podcast and how we were going to talk about drama and everything. And they're like, yes, it's very relevant. <laughs> at that and age? Even at 9 no, to 10? Listen to this. Well, I was expecting them to say early. the kids. And they go, no, 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 through the parents. Oh, and I was wow. like, wait, what? I was like, I was expecting to be like, yeah, the girls get out. They're like, no, the girls are fine. It's the parents. Yeah, the, the girls parents love each other. Yeah. The yeah. cause, the parents are the biggest mm-hmm. cause of drama. And I was like, Ooh. I have all my parents at the beginning of the season sign, just like I make my girls sign a social media mm-hmm. statement saying they won't post negatively about teammates mm-hmm. or anything. I, I have my parents do it. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, that's good. especially in a community that we live in where yeah. parents are so involved, mm-hmm. you definitely can see it taking a shift totally. on the yeah. team. Sometimes totally. being involved is not always a good thing. <laughs> yeah. No, and I like how you brought up social media because one of the things I was going to bring up, I think one of the biggest causes is bringing the outside drama in. And I think oh, social yeah. media plays a big part of that yeah. because I think on social media, you know, there's a lot of outside drama within your your school um, that can happen on social media. And sometimes I think you it's easy to bring it into your sport as well and into your yeah. team. Yeah. Well, it gives kids the platform to say things that they wouldn't say mm-hmm. in person. Hide in behind person. the screen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we had that a little bit, I guess, when we were in high school mm-hmm. and on sports teams, but not to the extent that kids have it Yeah, now. your away message was just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your They're like, eight. what's an away message? Oh, <laughs> uh, they need to bring back AIM. That was... Where was My that? space. Dial-up. <laughs> These kids have no idea what we're no, talking no about. No clue, no clue. Do you see a lot of social media drama get brought into sports and I mean, to your team you definitely do that's like as coaches mm-hmm. when I first became a coach that was like one thing that our athletic department kind of talked about was like ensuring that kids are cognizant mm-hmm. about what they're posting mm-hmm. because I mean I wasn't born yesterday when and <laughs> yeah. that stuff goes around you post something and although you don't say the girl's like, name explicitly in the post like tweeting mm-hmm. yeah. someone knows who you're talking about someone's mm-hmm. gonna yeah. screenshot it send and it, it yeah. to spreads like wildfire yeah. and you can never take that stuff mm-hmm. back. Yeah. I think that's the one thing that you need to be like you said cognizant about like whatever you post online it's there forever even if you delete it it's yeah. still out yeah. there even yeah. a minute later someone screenshotted it yeah. it's still out there forever so that's definitely and then what do you think about like jealousy and then just being a girl like do you think that plays into oh, for sure 100% yeah. <laughs> well, especially in sports when it's so competitive mm-hmm. um i know like cuz i coach golf where it's yes it's a team sport but like at the end of the day, you're still kind of competing mm-hmm. as an individual. Like, jealousy is a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting concept. I've never thought about that with mm-hmm. golf because, I mean, I was always in just a team sport. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's crazy. I mean, like, one, I always tell them, we compete as a team first. But mm-hmm. then, say our team doesn't make it on, the girls, essentially, you have to battle it out mm-hmm. against their own teammates right. to that's move crazy. on in playoffs. And that's where it definitely becomes... Mm-hmm. 
touchy with the yeah how do you work with the like girls to make sure that they stay grounded when it comes to things like that I all team building I mean we do a lot of stuff at like the beginning of the year and luckily I only have a small team so it's easy Mm -hmm. to build camaraderie with six girls that are playing it's a lot harder when you got a team of 20 yeah um but even just like the littlest things like I make them all because I mean everyone finishes at different times I make them all sit there and cheer on each other as they're coming in on the Mm -hmm. course or after every away match we go and do team dinners together and I think that kind of gives the girls a chance to like bond off of Mm -hmm. the golf course Mm -hmm. um so having that those friendships is definitely going to minimize the jealousy Mm -hmm. yeah that's huge what about because I know Michelle you played soccer and McKenna you played basketball what about like jealousy in in those sports, because I know it's kind of different from yeah. golf, but I'm sure it's still there, right? It is, because at the end of the day, you are a team, mm-hmm. but you still are trying to compete to get mm-hmm. to the next level, too. Right, and be mm-hmm. the best player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone's so trying to get be the best. Get the most play time yeah. and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. a lot of people get jealous, depending on, like, if the coach favors one Ooh, person. Yeah. And yeah. Do, you, do you get that a lot? Oh, yeah. Well, and I think it's very hard, and looking back at, like, when I was mm-hmm. a player, I would have always said, like, oh, yeah, me and Nikki are probably the coach's <laughs> favorite. But now looking back, I'm like, there's no way. I mean, as a coach, and it's so hard to see when you're a player and you're yeah. on the other side of it. As a coach, there's, like, it doesn't even cross my mind to think of one player over another. Yeah. And, yes, some players, like, they need a little extra attention because mm-hmm. they're going through something or whatever, but... I mean, I don't even consider having, like, a coach's mm-hmm. favorite. But oh, that's, that's so funny. hard to see from that other side yeah, mm-hmm. as a player. Well, and we're human, so, I mean, there's got to be players that you connect with better that yeah, it right. seems like you might be closer with. Yeah. It's just you can maybe joke around mm-hmm. more with or things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm happy you brought up that point because the great thing about being an athlete is you learn how to work with other people, right? So <laughs> in, in the future, it's going to help you in your career because – there's going to be people at your work or in life that you just don't get along with, and that's yeah. okay. And so if there is drama between another teammate, what's your best advice to how to stop that drama and how to deal with it? If there's just like, it's if, if it's like one-on-one conflict, what would you? Don't beat around the bush. Mm-hmm. Go straight to them. I mean, in a non-aggressive way. Yeah. <laughs> but try to talk it out with them, mm-hmm. and if that doesn't work and nothing gets better, go to your coach. Because mm-hmm. yeah. at the end of the day, like... Yes, I'm a golf coach, but first and foremost, like mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be like a mentor yeah. for you. Well, that's yeah. what a coach is for, yeah, the mediator. That's what my job is. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so if nothing's getting better, talk to them because they, as a coach, we have more of a perspective mm-hmm. of the whole picture yeah. and maybe that person's going through something personally that you don't know about. Um, so having that insight from someone that's kind of non-biased mm-hmm. and can step out of it mm-hmm. and look more whole picture could be good. Yeah. Yeah. I totally remember that from my college coach because there would be times when certain girls would get on my nerves and I would talk to him about it or, and he'd be like, no, like cut them some slack. Like they're going through things you didn't know. And later on I would find out that they went through some stuff that I was like, you know, just felt so awful that I thought that they were, you know, being annoying or whatever it is. And I just feel, you know, you feel so bad because in retrospect, you're like, wow, like they were going through something traumatic and like, you You know and you and you have no idea and you're like I you know I'm like hopefully I didn't add to that stress and that and that drama um but yeah I think that's a really good point that the coaches are there and then I mean one thing I think too is 
if it doesn't stop, I think killing them with kindness too is like kind of the best thing you can do. And it's hard. It's hard being the bigger person <laughs> yeah. and doing that 100%. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's when someone's being mean or starting drama or gossip, like they want a reaction out of you. They want oh, a rise out of you. So yeah. if you kill them with kindness, it's kind of hard for them to continue to do so that. Like, that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what do you do though, if you're being ganked up by, by like a group of girls on your team? Like, what happens then? Because that's a little different than one-on-one conflict, you know? And that's, I mean, it definitely happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially with the clicks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember going back to your story about being kind to people because you know their background. I remember there was a girl on our team that we had, I mean, she was there a very short amount of time, but she'd always wear her hair down while playing. Mm-hmm. And that's like rule 101. <laughs> right. Like, right. That's my biggest pet peeve. Your hair down, like, you're, what are you doing? <laughs> and um, I remember like, her. Like, all done up? Like, no. Down and she would start bragging about drugs and things like that, and come to find out, yeah, there was a crazy story. Come to find out, she had a crazy home life, mm-hmm. and there were so many things going on that we had no idea. Right. I mean, being in our hometown, that everyone's pretty well mm-hmm. off and doing pretty well, it was interesting to learn how to actually understand people mm-hmm. and be compassionate. Of course, at that age, yeah, it's like close to impossible. But right. Looking back now, it's pretty crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Totally. I mean, you never know what someone's going through. Yeah. And like things that they do are like, you know, annoying or weird to you or whatever. Yeah. Like that's just, you never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think being on the other side, I don't know how you, I guess going to the coach is the best way when you're getting that's ganged what, up like, on. If it's like a group of girls yeah. bullying or yeah. harassing you about mm-hmm. something, the only thing I can say is like go to the mm-hmm. coach or, or an adult or an assistant coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even pull them aside individually, but that's yeah. still hard because adolescent girls are harsh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because when you're in a clique, you feel safe and you feel like it's almost like being behind that screen where peep girls get even meaner because they have the protection of their other friends. So if you try to talk to them as a group, they're all going to might, it might make it worse. Mm -hmm. Sometimes individually helps, but sometimes they bring it back to the group. So I Mm -hmm. think going to the coach probably is the best bet. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would say try and talk it out, but I would only try that one time because like you said, it's hard when there's a group of them and especially if it, affects your well-being and your play and the synergy on the team like and I think but I think a coach would know like a coach would probably be able to sense we definitely can sense when there's like Mm -hmm. a rift we sense the clicks yeah we we see it all Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think that's the other thing too though like to be aware like your coach knows what's going on I mean unless you have the most oblivious coach (laughs) or you know in the world and if your coach really just doesn't care but hopefully you do have a coach that cares at least a little bit (laughs) but they'll know and they'll be able to see everything so I think you know in that sense like you're not alone like the coach knows what's going on so make sure that you do go to the coach because they'll they probably already know what's going on yeah (laughs) you probably know all the drama like who's dating who's dating I don't let on though that I do yeah Yeah. Very secretive. They come to talk to you and you're like, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> no Thanks way. Thanks for letting me know. That girl did that? I had no idea. <laughs> so uh, a question for you, Lauren. What can coaches do to instill synergy in teams? I know that we've talked about this a little, little bit, but is there anything specific or any? The biggest like piece I have that, I, that works the best with my kids is like taking them off the playing field mm-hmm. to bond. Because a lot of times they only are seeing each other on the court or on mm-hmm. the field or at practice and getting them kind of out of that environment and having them do other activities mm-hmm. together. Like we do our 
dinners after all of our away matches mm-hmm. um, or the girls usually do like some type of bonding event at the beginning of the season um, but at the end of the day I mean I start every season making sure that they know like at the end of the day I don't care how far we make it as a team how far you make it as an individual we are only going to get that far mm-hmm. if you guys act like a team mm-hmm. and respect each other um, but making sure that the girls have that time to kind of bond outside of the sport, I mm-hmm. think, is huge. Yeah. Do you think sometimes, though, that is there is there a point where they spend too much time together? Like, do you suggest... I mean, you and I never really had that issue, no. and there's certain... I don't certain, think we ever fought. No, there's, I don't think we've ever had a fight, which is <laughs> kind of... Which, which is kind of <laughs> crazy. But I think that's one thing, though, like... It, it can only work with, I think, certain people. Like, there's only, I feel like, it's every once in a while. Like, every once in a blue yeah. moon, you'll have a special friendship, you know? Yeah. But I think sometimes, like, you can spend too much time with the girl, mm-hmm. especially in college. Like, if you play together, hang out outside yeah. of school, well, go to classes together. Like, year-round, right. too. Yeah. Or some sports, mm-hmm. I mean, we're just in the fall. Yeah. Some yeah. sports, exactly all year long. Yeah. So do you think it's okay to kind of, like, take time oh, yeah. away from... Oh, I yeah. think just having... Like, I remember some of the best moments with our soccer team were just barbecues either before Mm -hmm. or after the season. Like, it wasn't like we did it every week. Like, it was more just, like, (laughs) once or twice in the Mm -hmm, season just to kind of get you outside of it. Kind of like work parties outside of work. Just Mm -hmm. kind of builds Mm -hmm. that up. Just kind of like school, too, I guess. Having dances. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Like... When you're on a team, it's very reflective of being in a work in a workplace in a in an office, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, school it's, projects. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it definitely teaches you how to deal with other people, and because your team and then your your work environment, like they essentially become your second family, right? Yeah. You probably spend more time with your team or your workplace your staff, actual, yeah, sure. than yeah. your actual family, definitely. right? And I think, I think sports is a good way to ease into it because you already have something that you know you have in common. Mm-hmm. So you have that way of kind yeah. of bonding with people. So mm-hmm. it kind of yeah. eases you into school or work projects where you could have absolutely nothing in common because mm-hmm. just because you're in the same workplace or you're in the same classes, it doesn't mean you have anything in common except for that one thing. Mm-hmm. And it so. teaches you, like, when one person goes down, you guys all go down mm-hmm. together. Yeah. yeah. So that's true. true. That you gotta learn. So take school projects. Right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, the teacher that makes you, that picks your school cl- uh, <laughs> groups. And oh yeah. end up doing all the work, and it's like, oh mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. It's true. So, that's a good point. So, what do you do if I mean, I guess on a team, you feel like you're giving your, you know, 110% and there's someone else or maybe a couple people on the team that just aren't, you know, that you just feel like they're doing it halfway. Like they're just giving it 50%. Like, how do you deal with that? Because I'm sure that affects your like mental game more than, I mean, I think your mental game, if anything. Yeah. But I'm sure that's frustrating too. When you feel like you're passionate and you're putting in a bunch of effort and other people on the team aren't. And then when you lose or don't do well... I would say try to, like, take them under your wing and, like, mentor them. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember my, when you and I were seniors mm-hmm. and kind of, like, taking some of the younger girls under our wing just mm-hmm. to try to, like, get them more involved mm-hmm. in the sport and, like, make them more wanting to try harder. Mm-hmm. Um, so pick that person that you think is not kind of quite taking it mm-hmm. seriously enough and try to take them under your wing. Mm-hmm. I think they'll really appreciate that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think especially if you're older. Yeah. yeah. And that mm-hmm. definitely helps with the camaraderie and everything. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. Yeah, I think it is up to, you know, the older girls on the team to kind of, yeah, be that mentor for the younger girls for sure. So, um, and I definitely think too that communication is huge and we've touched about, touched on this throughout this podcast so far, but I mean, what would be your best advice for communication? Because I know we like kind of mentioned like not gossiping is probably the, the, you know, best thing that you can do, not getting caught up in it. Don't bond over that. Yeah. (laughs) And it's hard, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so what do you do when one of your teammates is trying to gossip about another teammate. I think that's the hardest thing because it's so easy to get caught up in. It is. And because you, I mean, let's all be honest, we're all humans and it's like fun to gossip, right? Mm -hmm. But I think, and there's a time and place to express your feelings. I think you need to do it with someone you really trust. And I would suggest doing it with someone off of your team, someone who's not involved at all. Um, But what do you do when someone on your team wants to gossip? Because you know what? That will come around. Don't be a bystander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna okay, say right? if you if you shut it down and don't listen to it, and e- you don't have to be rude about it. If you just kind of act aloof and just kind mm-hmm. of don't engage in it, people learn that you're not gonna listen to it and they don't mm-hmm. gossip to you anymore. Yeah. And mm-hmm. people are gonna respect you a lot more. Like, yeah, don't be because they know them. you're not doing it to yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you won't get gossiped. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 Right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good point. What What do you do when you find out that you've been gossiped about? Fighting is not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> don't start a fight. Yeah. Don't, don't go to social media. No. Don't go to social don't media. Don't become physical. Yeah. No. I don't know. Talk I mean, to them yeah. calmly. I think if you reach out to them and basically say, hey, did not respect the fact that you are putting this on social media. If you want to come talk to me about it, that is totally fine. Yeah. And if In you, person, though. Yes, I think in person. Huge. is yeah. huge. Calmly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because no one can, like, if you approach someone in a calm manner and say, you know what, I really didn't appreciate what you said about me or what yeah. I heard mm-hmm. someone said, you said, any reasonable person is going to be like, oh, okay, I'm like, That's I'm my sorry. bad. Yeah, you caught me. If you approach them, like, over social media, like, mm-hmm. calling them out, hey, I heard you or said this. Or even going into Or even they're going to yeah. become defensive. Or even in person, like you said, like, being yeah. very aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, I think definitely... I mean, it's hard, too, because that person may deny it, yeah. right? And all you can do is just ask them to yeah. not do that anymore and, and not say things about you behind your back. But I and mean, as that's... long as you hold yourself to a higher standard, too, right. and basically make sure that you do it the correct way, then mm-hmm. yeah. no one can get mad at you for it, yeah. for calmly talking <laughs> to them and be like, hey, I don't like being talked bad yeah. about. Yeah. Please stop. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> well, it goes back to that kill them with kindness, yeah. mm-hmm. right? If yeah. you're going to be nice to them, like... Mm-hmm. Hopefully, yeah. it would start to minimize. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, then figure out what's happening yeah. at home. Then get a lot of coach issues. or someone in yeah. mm-hmm. Definitely agree. Um, what do you think? I know we talked about this a little bit, but, I mean, talked about a group of people ganging up on one person. But what if there's just someone who's just really a bully and, like, the coach doesn't see it? Like, what do you do then? Like, I know... Oh, like, they, they oh. say, no, that can't be so them. So you go to the coach, and the coach does nothing about right. it. Right. But this person's, like, a bully. Like, you know, there's like been people... nice, like, mm-hmm. to the coach, and then they're a totally yeah. different person. Because mm-hmm. there's people, too, you know, like, on the field or on the court, and they say snarky remarks to you. Okay. Like, and I... This this was my favorite back in the in the day when they would say something, and they'd be like, just kidding. And it's like, <laughs> that's, like, no, such a... Backhanded, yeah, and you know, like, oh, they're just, they were not kidding. They were definitely not kidding. You know, what do you do when, or and even, I mean, that's probably a very like light bully. But like, what if someone's yeah. like really aggressive and like really mean to you, but the coach and the parents and everyone else has no idea? 
Or doesn't see it. Or doesn't see it. Because it is hard. There's got to be times mm-hmm. when you go to the coach and they go, that's not them. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't do that to yeah. you and they don't believe mm-hmm. you. How do you figure you it out? You've got to have multiple witnesses. Mm-hmm. They're not, <laughs> not going to believe sure. this yeah. I think definitely. And I, I would assume that if if there's a bully on the team, they're probably bullying more than one person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely say power in numbers. And I would definitely recommend, like, I don't want to say, like, writing these instances down, but, like, really making a note and having an example. Because you can't just go to a coach and say, like, oh, this person's mean to me because they're going to ask, okay, yeah. well, what did they do? <laughs> and if you don't have anything uh, about uh, they hurt my feelings. Yeah, yeah, they're just always mean to me. So you need to have, like, not a game plan, but you need to yeah. go in with specific events that happened yeah. um, and, you know, well, how it affected you. for good if you want to record right? everything else and record something like that. <laughs> right? But... It's true. But don't yeah. put it on social media. No, no. <laughs> don't yeah. put it on social media. <laughs> I think that's actually a good point of how to handle some things when you're stressed out, too, or, mm-hmm. like, people are that you think being mean, mm-hmm. writing it down if you're upset mm-hmm. helps yeah. get out your rage before going to talk to them. Because yeah. I know if you write it down and kind of see like what you're writing and go, oh, that's probably not the way to approach it, mm-hmm. then you could go and approach them more calmly mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I think that's a great point, writing it down before you say it. Yeah. Because that kind of gives you the confidence to, that you know what you're talking about because mm-hmm. a lot of times when you go to approach someone, they're like, no, no, I didn't do that. But yeah. if you if you can, if you write it out, I feel like it'll help you stand your ground a little more and stick up for yourself. Yeah, yeah. and get a little bit of anger out before yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> So you cool off just a little bit. Yeah. I don't think, like... I mean, if you're able to talk to your parents, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, yeah. I mean, oh, in yeah. high school, yeah. mm-hmm. we all think they don't know anything, but they, they do. have the best advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They do know mm-hmm. everything. They yeah. truly do. Yeah, I think that's a great point, too. Definitely talking to your parents, because they know, they like, do. they've been through everything, even though you don't think they know anything. Yeah. Oh, this is different back then. <laughs> no, really they know so much, much more than you do, and they always know what's going on, especially moms. They always know, yeah, they like, know. they always know everything, so... So I think definitely talking to a parent, but if you can't talk to a parent, that's where the coach comes in, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I have another point to see if you guys ever had to deal with this. So I had friends in, since I was really young, that their parents thought they were angels. And they (laughs) they thought everything they did was just God's plan. And I remember one time they told my parents that I cursed at them, like cursed them out. And, of course, she told her mom this. Her mom told my parents. And my parents are looking at him like, really? Would you say shut up? I said yeah. Did you actually I said I was it? pissed off. Oh. And oh. she told her parents that I cursed her out. <laughs> and my parents sat me down, like, kind of confused because they're like, that seems weird. And, like, she might get mad at her, but why would she curse her out? <laughs> I don't think she knows curse words. Anyways, <laughs> and so they're like, hey, Michelle, like, tell us, like, what'd you say? And I was like, I said I was pissed off because she was being mean. <laughs> and they were like, oh, yeah, okay, well, pretend I grounded you because I don't feel like dealing with the mom, but, like, it's fine. So, luckily, my parents believed me, but mm-hmm. have you guys ever had to deal with that where you've had friends where you kind of get in trouble because they, or they are being mm-hmm. mean and the parents don't believe them? Because I've had that, too, where the girls were very mean and vicious mm-hmm. and mom's like, no, not my kid. That's why, I mean, you de- especially in the community we live in, you mm-hmm. definitely see the parents that are like, my child can do no wrong. Yeah. And I think that goes back to, like, the importance of having the coach. Yeah. Because the coach is non-biased, mm-hmm. essentially, or sh- hopefully. should hopefully be yeah. non-biased. And so they don't have that idea of, like, oh, this kid is perfect, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So they can kind of step out of it and see really what's going on without Mm -hmm. having that mindset. Right. But you definitely see that a lot. Yeah. 
I think it's hard too, like if you get accused of something that you didn't do, like, because yeah. that's like an attack on your who you are and your character. Yeah. So, um, definitely, hopefully, your parents or the coach will believe you and and know that's not in line with your character. Yeah. Um, but I think in when that happens, like sticking up for yourself and saying something to that person that yeah. made up that story. I don't want to say calling them out because you want to do it in a like non aggressive way, but calling them out and just saying like. You didn't have to tell that person that that's what I did because it's yeah. not the truth. Like, you yeah. didn't have to yeah. make up that lie. I don't know what you were getting out of it. I'm sorry if I offended you in any way, but can we move on? Like, yeah. you know. But then you know in the back of your head, I can't trust that person. Uh-huh. So yeah. Yeah. Be careful what you They're say. They're going to get the parents involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's true. <laughs> you went to my parents. I didn't yeah. do anything. <laughs> what would be your best advice for um, not getting parents as involved in teammate drama? I don't know, especially as you, like, and this is something I tell my students, too, my academic students, Mm -hmm. especially as you're getting, like, if you're a high school athlete, especially college, Mm -hmm. like, you're about to be an adult. Mm -hmm. And think of, okay, maybe four or five years you're going to be in the workplace Mm -hmm. and someone does something that offends you or hurts you. You're not going to have your parents Mm to fall back on it and be like, Mom, they said this to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yes, in high school you still have them, so use them as that resource. But at some point, you've got to kind of start taking the responsibility on yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're unhappy with something, if something offends you, then you've got to be the one to take action about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it's still to the point where after you take action about it, still not working, then that's when I would say get parents involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but you're almost an adult, so mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's a good point. It's and it's definitely an, a weird period, right? Especially like I think high school to college, it's kind of awkward because you are almost an adult, and then in college, you're like you become an adult, but you still at the same time, I yeah. feel like you're still figuring yourself. Yeah, yeah. and you still it's rely on your parents for a you know moral support, and yeah. so it's kind of figuring out like what you do take responsibility for, and when your parents do get involved, mm-hmm. and when mm-hmm. you know you take matters into your own hands but I think the more you can kind of become independent um and stick up for yourself on your own terms um I think the better off you'll be because like you said once you're in the workplace and once you're in the real world like your mommy and daddy aren't gonna be able to fight for you Mm -hmm. yeah in the real world it's hard to find time to make a decent protein rich meal after workout that's where pause nutrition comes in use code plag15 at checkout for 15 percent off find your time so I kind of wanted to get your guys' opinions. What advice would you give to someone that was kind of the new kid on the block coming into a school? I mean, it's hard. For boys, it's kind of a little bit easier because mm-hmm. they bond a little bit quicker. But for girls, it's very clicky, catty. How do you get into that new group? I would say especially for joining, like, going to a new school, the first thing I would tell kids is join a sports team mm-hmm. or some other type mm-hmm. of club or something because yeah. that instantly gets you, like, involved with a smaller group of girls right. um, that you already know you share some interests with. Mm-hmm. So, like, you already kind of have that bond together. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, and you're bound to find someone, one person on mm-hmm. that team that kind of is willing to take you under their yeah. wing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I do think sometimes it's awkward being the new kid on the block though on a team right yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. um because everyone already 
for the most part, knows each other. And so when you're new and when you come, and especially like that's how it is for freshmen, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, the sophomore, junior, seniors, they already know each other. So as a freshman, you're kind of like new meat, fresh meat, yeah. <laughs> literally freshmen. <laughs> so for them, I think, I mean, what would be your guys' advice to them? Like how to break the barrier, I guess, or how to kind of, you know, break that, break that wall. For Go ahead. For me, looking like as a coach, I see I see that as my responsibility. Mm, yeah. So like when I have tryouts, I strategically place a senior, a junior, a sophomore, and a freshman mm-hmm. together in a group. Oh, that's so awesome. that way, like automatically, that freshman has a senior there to kind of like take mm-hmm. them under their wing. And uh-huh. it's crazy to like watch like that group that they're placed with in the first mm-hmm. week. Like, you'll see them, like, hang out with them throughout. Oh, how funny. And they kind of, like, stick together a little bit. <laughs> it's it's weird to think, here. like, your friendships were built because your coach put you guys in mm-hmm. the same group. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or totally. your parents, their friends, like, totally. were similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good to know, though, that, I mean, you can try yourself, but really, ultimately, I think it's kind of up to the yeah. coach yeah. Um, to kind of build that camaraderie yeah. and it's that It's definitely community. hard because I know, especially in our community, I mean, I played soccer with the same group of girls almost since I was basically, mm-hmm. like, since I started almost. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, having new people come in, you really had to make an effort to right. include everybody and not be clicky. And mm-hmm. I think it's on the girls, too. Yeah. And just trying to be mature and trying to mm-hmm. yeah. understand what they're going through. And yeah. Just all be nice to each other, and we won't have any issues, right? Yeah. Support in a per- in a perfect so world. If girls supported each in other. a perfect world. Um, so, to close out, we had a lot of great points, I think, but I want to know what is your best advice that you would give to your younger self if you were talking to your fifteen-year-old self. What would be the advice that you would give to them regarding teammate drama? Um, I definitely would have to say because I remember back in high school, like. You just stress about everything, you overthink everything, and my best advice would be to realize that five years from now, it's not going to affect you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the fight that you had with Susie or Charlotte, whatever, <laughs> like, it, it, might, it might not even mm-hmm. affect you the next day. Right. But, yeah. I mean, unless you put something on social media, then that's then forever. <laughs> yeah, then it's forever. It will not five years from now. Yeah. Like, ten years down the line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, things that have. I mean, I graduated high school five years from now, and mm-hmm. none of that stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's I think that's great advice too, not just for sport but just life in general. Like yeah. don't sweat the small stuff and the yeah. just the things that happen in the present aren't gonna really matter five years from now. Even a year from now. Yeah. Even yeah. next month. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just keep going. My biggest piece of advice that I think just came out of our conversation, probably be be your own advocate. Mm-hmm. I mean this is something I say to my students in high school and the girls that I coach. Um you know, you're almost an adult, and yes, there's times where we need to get the coach involved and definitely get the parents involved, but first, like, take a stand for yourself. Mm-hmm. If there's yeah. something you don't agree with, mm-hmm. um, something someone's saying that you're offended by, handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, approach them calmly and be an advocate for yourself, because mm-hmm. that having that quality in high school is only going to set you up for mm-hmm. so much success when you get out of high school and out of college. Definitely. I feel like that's such a beautiful quote. Be an yeah. advocate for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, We're going to have to use that. Yeah. <laughs> I think also being the bigger person, as much as it's so difficult, and uh, sometimes I just really dislike mm-hmm. being the bigger person. <laughs> Smile I through I would, it. Uh, I think I would tell myself to be the bigger person and basically understand that getting involved in the drama, it might make you seem cool in that one second with that click but mm-hmm. if you stand up for yourself and stand up for others it shows your own character mm-hmm. and people respect that in the end 
Yeah, and, be true to yourself. Yeah, and just don't get involved in it just because you think it's cool. Mm-hmm. And even, I know we never really mentioned it, but peer pressure and dealing with partying and things mm-hmm. like that in high school, if you don't want to be involved, don't be involved. Mm-hmm. And stay away from it. Don't, don't do it just because you think it's cool. And it's... As much as the social media and internet shows you that partying's cool, mm-hmm. it's really not. <laughs> and I know there's, like, vaping's huge right now, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me that that can be something that's so cool to mm-hmm. kids. And I don't know, just kind of There's always something, though, right? Yeah, there's always something, mm-hmm. definitely. But I think just avoiding peer pressure is mm-hmm. huge. I think that's I pretty a, good at that. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Because, like you said, and it goes back to your point, right? In five years, it's really not going to matter. Yeah, so. No. I think that definitely just knowing if that's not what you want to do, if that's not your character, don't do it. Like, no. don't don't give in. If no. you got to think twice about it, then it's not something yeah. you should do. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Once you turn 25, you're going to be the biggest grandma, and you're going to want to go to bed at 9 p.m. every night this anyway. Yeah. <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> Um, I think my best advice, and it kind of ties into all your guys' um, points, but I think don't be afraid to speak up. You know, be don't be afraid to communicate. Don't be afraid to talk it out. Um, because like you said, be the biggest advocate for yourself. Like you said, in, in five years or where, however long from now, it's not yeah. going to matter. And be the bigger person. And I think that all relates to just not being afraid to communicate and not being afraid to say something when you think something should be said, Right. Um, I think it's a lot of times we rely on someone else to say something for us, but it's the time where we're becoming adults, so we need to learn to stick up for ourselves yeah. and to say but something. Don't flip out, right. It's a different yeah. Speaking. Yeah. True. Definitely communicate. Uh, write it down before you say it. Say it calmly, but don't be afraid to talk it out, whether it's with a player or a coach or whoever. Definitely make sure that you you communicate. I think that's the biggest in in any relationship you'll ever have, not just like boyfriend girlfriend whatever like. Any relationship you're going to have, yeah. whether it's a parent, a friend, um, a coworker, or whoever, like communication is the biggest tool, and voicing your concern, I think, is the biggest. Um, yeah, that's my best advice. I like it. All right. Well, thanks, ladies, for being here. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Wow, I'm blown away by the amazing discussion we had today. Teammate drama is never fun since you spend so much of your time with these people. They basically become your second family. I hope you took away some advice on how to handle drama and gossip on your team. Remember, don't sweat the small stuff. In a few years, you won't remember it. But if it affects your performance and well-being, make sure to speak up. I hope you loved this episode as much as I did. Thank you so much for listening to episode two of Play Like a Girl. We hope you come back for more. Once again, I'm Nikki B, and remember to never stop playing like a girl. You play ball like a girl!